Hey, I'm Courtney Brooke, and this is Hustle for Happiness podcast. We are all on this journey to find happiness, and let's face it, it takes work. And honestly, it's not always rainbows and butterflies. This podcast is dedicated to helping you navigate life and cut through the noise. As a certified life coach, recovering perfectionist, and survivor of the foster care system, I'm all about keeping things real. With my unique outlook on life that is truly infectious, we cover everything from achieving happiness and optimal self-care to stories of those sharing their wisdom and expertise. Thank you for showing up for yourself. Now, let's get started. All right, we are back, and I am so glad to be recording this episode. I feel like my life has been changing so much and so drastically just with our move to Chicago. I am bouncing around, interviewing people, connecting with people, and this has been so rewarding and so fulfilling in so many ways. One, like this podcast, I am meeting so many people that I wouldn't normally meet. Like I am making it a purpose to go and meet each and every guest that I have on my podcast in person. I do this on purpose just because I, one, work alone, so I don't really talk to people that much outside of James or our dog, Olivia, to be honest, or my coaching clients. And so for me to meet these guests in person is so fulfilling, so rewarding. And I didn't realize this, but I love connecting. I love talking with people. And when I meet you guys in person and the future guests in person, it's just, it feels so good. Like, I don't know how to explain it. And that's exactly why I started this podcast is to keep adding that fulfillment piece to my life that I was missing. And I had no idea that I was missing human connection more than ever. And so let's just get straight into this episode. We start each and every solo cast episode. So the episode's just with me with a hi, a low, and a buffalo. James and I do this at dinner or when we have a moment to just breathe and connect. And the hi is just something really good happening going on in our life or maybe this week or that day. Me, it's going to be going currently going on in my life. And then there's the low, something not so good. And then a buffalo, just something interesting or that I wanted to share, right? So my high is I am going to hike Half Dome in September with my dearest, dearest friend. And I have no idea what I'm getting into. I just bought a backpack. I just bought hiking boots. But what's so exciting for me is like just doing it, like My theory is if it scares you, you have to do it or try to do it or do some variation of it, right? Like point is don't let fear stop you. And that's literally my motto. I don't know what I'm getting into, but I hear these, the hike of Half Dome is one of the gnarliest hikes. Um, My girlfriend was telling me that we're hiking like 14 miles in one day. And then the next two days we're hiking 14 miles each day. So does that scare me? Absolutely. Like beyond. I think the thing that scares me the most is how much weight is going to be on my backpack. Please stay tuned on that because I'm just going into this with open arms and just like the experience, right? I mean, it's a once in a lifetime kind of thing. And so I'm embracing the unknown. 
I've learned to just do that lately, especially because it's easier than just trying to control the outcome of good or bad, or even just putting a label on it, right? Like I try not to label, oh, is this going to be good or bad? Like there's really no such thing. It's just really our perspective, right? So my perspective is just to be so open-minded about this and to treat it just like a once in a lifetime experience, whether I'll do that again or not. I don't know. I'm not going to prejudge it, but I'm going into it saying I've done it, right? And then my low is, you know, therapy. And you guys, I don't know if some of you just tuning in, but I'm a really big advocate on working on ourselves. And right now in this phase of my life, I am doing a lot of therapy. I was talking to my girlfriend the other day and we were saying like, it's crazy how much childhood comes up at different times of our life, like childhood triggers, whether you're with family or with friends, or maybe you're going through a life experience where you're just like, wow, this is really triggering me right now. And I'm not sure why. And so in therapy, I've discovered this a lot where I have just a lot of triggers and anxiety from past memories. Subconsciously, I had no idea. I'm like, why am I so uneasy? Or why am I craving so much sugar lately? I noticed that when my anxiety is high, I am craving sugar. I am craving snacks. Like, so I definitely think these go hand in hand. And all I'm doing is just noticing these thoughts right now. I'm not trying to act on that. But I think the low for me is just the emotional state I've been in. I have been antisocial. I've been anti kind of anything but just being alone. I've been very into my reading my books and kind of that introverted phase in my life because I think I am processing so much of what's going on in my life currently and past and, you know, just the future too. So those triggers are coming up for me and patterns that I had no idea. And I think why it's a low for me is because you think that like something that happened in our childhood can just go away or you want it to. And I'm trying to not fight it, but I'm just like, why is this keep coming up? And so I don't know if you guys have anything like that going on in your life where things just keep coming up in your life and you're not really sure why. I encourage you just to sit with it like I am and just learn about yourself. And so that's what I'm really trying to do is, you know, I'm just trying to learn this part of myself that's actually really emotional because I haven't ever embraced my emotions on my own. I just kind of brush them off and I and I'm trying to give myself space to not do that anymore. Like my feelings are valid. Like I used to just, you know, I'd ask my good friends, how are you feeling? Or, you know, I'd really be attentive to their needs. But for the first time, I am being attentive to my needs. And it's hard. It is hard. Like I seek my validation through caring for others. And I'm like, why can't I do that with myself? So I'm really in this phase of navigating that personally. And then the buffalo is just something interesting. It doesn't have to be good, bad, any label. It's just something interesting, right? So for me, moving back to, well, not moving back to Chicago, but we moved in Chicago. So we rented a an apartment for the last year. We decided 48 hours to move back to Chicago post-COVID. James has been there off and on for 20 years. So he's always had a place there. But with COVID, we just decided not to move into Chicago. So anyways, we had an apartment in Chicago and we moved now to a new rental. And we're renting because we don't really know where we're going to be in a year. We're only in Chicago for the business and the business could sell. It could relocate. We just 
we're in flux right now, which is why we're renting. But I'm just so excited. It's not our dream home, but it's just it feels so good to be out of an apartment. Like I didn't realize how much I love green space and the ability to just let Olivia outside and seeing her sit on the porch is just it's just so fulfilling. And it's so simple, but it's so big. I didn't realize that space and green space was something my soul needed. And when I was at the apartment, I was not upset saying goodbye to it. I mean, I decorated it like I loved it. I thought we were going to be there longer than a year, but we weren't. And is the move stressful? Yes. But there are so many pros. And I just the green space is Ah, you guys, I'm just, it's really grounding to have space and to let Olivia out. And, you know, we had a lot of stressful moments in that apartment. And so I think letting go of that apartment and moving has really provided this fresh start for us and this new environment that just lets go of all that negativity. You know, we moved back and to Chicago because the one of the businesses needed a lot of help, to be honest. And it's, it's hard. It's been hard and very stressful on James. And then I take on that stress and, you know, it's not unplanned, but it's life, you know, it's life. And so this house, this change moving has been really refreshing to just let go of a lot of those stressful moments. And if anyone's going through those stressful moments, like we all have them, you know, it's just a season. And so that's what I said. I can't believe we're moving from this apartment because that season, that chapter is over. It's not our dream home. It's not what ideal, but you know, I'm embracing the little beauties of something so simple as walking to a coffee shop or, you know, letting Olivia roll in the grass. So I'm just appreciating those little moments have just I taught me just to like slow down and hold on to those those sweet moments a little bit more. And it's it's not like me because I'm usually like, let's go, let's go, let's go. Let's not process. Let's let's not sit in our emotions. But the part of me is like, I'm going to sit with this and feel for the first time. And it allows me just to slow down life a little bit more when I appreciate the little moments such as green space. All right, so let's just get straight into the episode now. High, low, and buffalo is done. This episode is just stuff that is working for me in my life with fitness, with coaching, with lifestyle, with all the things. Some of you guys want to know what my fitness routine is like. How's fertility? How is your acne? Like, I get a lot of questions on Instagram and even TikTok about what's been working. And, you know, I don't feel like I share enough on this because I'm like, who cares? But people do care. And I get enough messages that there should be an episode on this. And this is just really about my intentionality in my life. I have seen a huge difference in my body, in my skin, all because of me being intentional. And I want to share that with you guys today, that the intentionality in my life has changed everything. The way I feel about myself, the way I lead my relationships, the way I lead my business, and how I spend my time. Time is something we can never get back. And I know it's so cliche when people say, oh, you know, time is this, but it actually really is true because, you know, we have four months left of this year insane four months. So how are we going to spend the rest of our four months of 2023? And that's why I'm bringing this episode to you because I want to light that fire under your guys's ass. I want to bring the heat and I want to do it with you. And if anything I can do to help, 
please message me on what works for you, what I thought about it. I am all ears just to be here for you guys. So one of my new favorite things is after I work out, I pair it with a meditation. Okay, I get that. You're like, how do you have that much time? But my meditations, I use the Calm app and it's 10 minutes, 10 minutes instead of stretching or if you want to do stretching, whatever. But for me, I am pairing meditations after my workouts and it's been really rewarding because it kind of seals my workouts like closure. Like I do a really good lift or high intensity workout, but that meditation really grounds me, right? So it enhances my recovery more than anything. Meditation has really allowed me to process my workouts, but end it with something that is just so grounding. And it allows my body to enter into a state of relaxation after I've done something so intense. And it's kind of now my new ritual with my workout. And it feels so good because I'm a go, 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 goer, just try to get it in. But the meditation is like that little scheduling of slow down, take a deep breath and be with yourself. Process the beautiful workout. Like for me, like when I go in a workout, I am like, let's fucking go. Let's get it. And then that meditation is like that namaste, that yin to the yang of my workout. And it closes it. And I wanted, I've been wanting to add more meditation into my practice, into my daily routine. And so this, I already know I'm going to work out. So I just add on that 10-minute meditation. Some people like to start their day with meditation. I personally feel like I fall asleep during meditation. You know, when I am wake, waking up, I already have my morning routine. So to me, it's like, how do I fit in meditation? You know, I believe in the power of meditation, but I wasn't doing it enough in the mornings because I already felt like I had my morning packed with my morning ritual. I started looking at my day, right? I was like, okay, I do work out every day. Wait a minute, I can schedule a meditation after my workouts. I just go on my app and before I leave, I turn on my meditation and just close my workout with it. It's try it. Let me know how you guys like it. I personally, the morning meditation for me, I just am already like, it doesn't add to me. Like it's the middle of the day where I find myself so stressed or like, oh my gosh, the day's almost over. I'm high anxiety. I have like, it's just, you know what I'm talking about? It's like, oh, the day's almost done. You know what I'm saying? So for me, plugging in my meditation after my workouts, because I usually work out around one or two. And so that midday meditation really just actually propels me to do more for the rest of my day and kind of slows my my mind down. Like I feel like, if, I don't know about you or anyone else, but when I'm go, 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 I actually, the meditation, whoa, get, get grounded, Courtney. And then I am set up for success for the second half of my day. So try that. Let me know. I don't know if anyone's been following me on Instagram but I post about this challenge I'm doing. So I'm doing 75 hard and I did it last year and I kind of was finding myself slacking in my habits. I was snacking more. I was drinking, not like heavily drinking because I'm not a big drinker anymore, but like I was finding myself, oh, I'm going to have a glass of wine. Um, and I usually drink like once or twice a month. Well, it started turning into four times a month. I'm like, whoa, Courtney, 
hang on. Let's bring back some intentionality to this. So last year I did 75 hard because I was a social drinker, meaning like when James would have business meetings or I'd have clients in town or whatever, I would just say yes. And it was for me a mechanism to help me be more social. Well, I did 75 hard last year and it changed my whole perspective on alcohol. I started learning about alcohol. I started educating myself on alcohol. The main thing for me last year when I did 75 hard was to build a better relationship with alcohol and not put it on this pedestal, but to see it as an equal and something I don't need. When I, I kind of idolized alcohol in terms of like, this is something I need. Whoa, if it's something I need that doesn't add value to my life, I'm like, how do I break this relationship and make it healthy? So fast forward, I'm on day 31 of 75 and I'm doing 75 hard again. I call it my chemotherapy. I don't have cancer, but okay, let's let me break it down. Let me just bring you into my the brain of Courtney. All right. So I was noticing that I was having bad habits, bad tendencies, slacking. I needed a little more intentionality and I needed a little fire under my ass. So I was like, okay. I told myself I do 75 hard once a year and this is, it's time. It's time. Summer is coming to an end. Let's finish on a strong note. Let's, let's just, I wanted to check myself real hard. So one day I was like, you know what? It was a Tuesday. I was like, I'm doing it. James was like, what? Why do you always do these things? I go, don't overthink it. Like I have weddings. I have bachelorette parties. I have all these events that I have to do. and. I was like, you know what? This is the perfect time. Like, I don't really want to drink during all these events. This is the perfect time. So for me, I cleaned up a lot of habits last summer. Now, why not do a round two this year? I wanted to keep cleaning up my life. I want to keep getting better at life. I want to keep myself going. And 75 hard for me really worked. I'm a black and white person. I want to hold myself accountable and it does just that. So doing 75 hard has been hard for me, but in a different way. So like this time I'm not doing any diet sodas and I'm not doing any processed food. I'm crazy. Probably you're thinking, why are you doing that? Why not? It's only two and a half months of my life. Like, let's go. Let's let's finish this year. Like just in my head, I'm thinking, let's finish this year and finish it strong. So I'm doing 75 hard. And I've really noticed that a lot of my habits were around me being more intentional. Snacking. As soon as I started 75 hard, I didn't realize how much I snacked. And it couldn't, it might not be like chocolate or anything, but I definitely like go in there, especially after therapy or a couple days after therapy where I'm like feeling my emotions. I was emotionally eating. So it wasn't the alcohol anymore. It was, it's the nutrition. It's my, it's my eating. And I wanted to clean that up. And that's why I wanted to do 75 hearts. So I really noticed that my snacking has gone down now. I've checked that in. I'm getting better at that. Also, you guys, my confidence. My confidence is getting better and better every time. 75 hard allowed me last year to reestablish my relationship with alcohol. Now I'm reestablishing my relationship with sugar. I didn't realize how much sugar... I have consumed, how it affects my skin, my sleep, my moods. I didn't even realize that. So for me, I'm so comfortable 
with myself knowing that I can have control over sugar and now alcohol. Those two are two things are actually really highly addictive. And it's something that it's going to be a constant relationship with, something that I'm going to have to keep working on. And I know that. But I'm not going to like feel sorry for myself. It's it's a journey. It's progress. It's not perfection. And it's something that I'm okay with not like I'm I'm learning to not be perfect. I remember growing up thinking that I had to be perfect to be picked, to be adopted for someone to like me, to love me. As an adult, those thoughts don't serve me anymore. And I'm learn I'm learning to unlearn those thoughts, but that I am perfect just the way I am. I'm complete and I'm whole just the way I am. But I'm seeking more joy, and that's what this challenge is bringing me. I'm seeking more joy, and that is being more intentional and being more consistent and showing up for myself. This challenge is allowing me to be focused. I am a very focused person outside of this challenge. Don't get me wrong. But I want to keep getting better and finding that joy. There's a difference there. It's a huge difference. I already am doing great. I already have joy in my life, right? But keep getting that joy. Keep going. Keep learning yourself. That's what I'm doing with this challenge. I'm learning so much about myself. I didn't even know I had a sugar problem until I started this challenge. <laughs> like, I'm not kidding you. I'm in shape. There's no signs. But now that I'm actually not having the sugar, my skin is amazing. My confidence, my body looks great. I love my body for the first time because I am being intentional with everything I do around it. My nutrition I'm not saying start 75 hard to change your life, but I'm saying when we are intentional and when we keep getting to know each other, ourselves and we keep learning, it's amazing how we can surprise ourselves. It's beautiful. All right. So now another thing, fertility. You guys are asking me, are you pregnant? Are you getting pregnant? Where are you guys at? How's your journey? And you know, I've talked about me doing acupuncture. I work with a pelvic floor therapist. I do therapy. I do life coaching all to help. I think it's all getting pregnant is not just the act of having sex. No, it's the body knows it has to relax. It has to be comfortable. And me, I I'm processing a lot. I talked about the business. We had to move back to Chicago. That's stressful. It's been very stressful seeing my husband under high amounts of stress. And it's hard not to take on that energy. And I'm working on that. I'm working on balancing being there for my partner, yet doing my own thing. And it's so complicated. You know, how do you show empathy without taking on someone's pain? That is the million dollar question. And it's possible. And I am learning that. And it is the self-love, self-care piece that is more loving to me and to my partner. So with fertility, I've been really, what really has been a game changer for me is I've stopped tracking my cycles. I've stopped tracking. I think that I have this theory that tracking creates more stress too. Like that is a form of birth control in itself obsessing when I am fertile, obsessing when I'm going to start my period, obsessing about my symptoms. You know, the, I use the flow app and it says, oh, you might be experiencing headaches today. I'm like, oh my God, I'm experiencing headaches today. And then I start obsessing. Oh my gosh, I'm pregnant. 
I mean, last year I was tracking my cycles. I was nine days late. And that was really hard for me because I found out that I wasn't pregnant. I just was late on my period because I was so stressed out. And I got my hopes up. I got my hopes up. I thought we were pregnant. You know, how do you not get your hopes up? And then when you start your period, it's a complete letdown. Or I started to fear my period every month and I'd be emotional about it. And I'd be really upset. Like my mom was here last month and she's like, why are you so upset? I didn't start my period or I started my period. You know, I'm hoping like, yeah, I used to dread like, oh my gosh, I'm late. I'm late. I'm like, come on, where's my period? Now I'm like, gosh, I started my period again. And I'm learning those emotions on, you know, God has a plan. Everything is in divine order, but more importantly, the body knows when it's ready. And I really learned to just let it be, let it relax. And by not tracking my cycles and putting that pressure on myself on when the exact window of when to have sex, gosh, we were like robotic. Okay, it's that time. Let's have sex. Like, where is the fun in that? Like, I have to remember my why on starting a family, like make it fun. And when I was tracking my cycles, gosh, I was so serious. It was too serious to me. It was almost like a job. You know, and rather than tracking my cycles, I've turned to other things. You know, I've been really focusing on my diet. And it's funny how people say, oh, it's a diet when you're eating healthy. It shouldn't be a diet. Like eating healthy should be forever. So therefore, that's it's that's another whole nother topic. But focusing on eating healthy, nutritious foods that bring nutrients to my body and bring a healthy pregnancy support my healthy body. You know, not just eating to eat, but being intentional. I've been working with a nutritionist on adding more leafy greens and like greens to my diet. I wasn't eating enough greens. And so she put me on a Mediterranean diet, which is perfect because James is Greek and we already cooked that way. So lots of olive oil and lemon and fats. And, you know, that's been really working for me. And I've been working on supplements and learning about supplements and taking all these pills. Like, what does my body need to support a pregnancy? So if I would have gotten pregnant right away, the blessing right now is I wouldn't have learned about nutrition. I wouldn't have learned about my body. I have dropped weight because I'm taking care of my body. It's amazing what happens when you're being intentional. But, you know, Western medicine pushes this immediate relief of, you know, just do IVF. Like so many people told me to do just do IVF, just do IVF. And I'm like, no, my body knows that it's not ready to have a kid. And the blessing is I get to learn more about my body. I've learned about nutrition, for instance. The Eastern medicine is to learn, go slow and be with your body. And I want to bring that to us, to this podcast is, you know, rather than just this rapid fix of just getting it done or doing it is, you know, what is my body telling me? And, you know, that goes into my next thing is like when I am anxious, I've been really working on exercise. You know, when I'm anxious, not reaching for that cookie or in this case, since I'm on 75 hard is that apple or, you know, reaching for that food, but saying, what does my body need? I need to go walk. I need to go work out. I need to stretch. Maybe I just need a yoga class, right? So exercising, regularly has been a really big game changer. And it's a blessing. I get to exercise today. I get to be there for myself. So having that stress relief 
in our current stressful situation of life really creates that balance for me. It keeps my body in shape, not just for that the current moment, but then it sets me up for success during pregnancy. Again, a blessing. Rather than just doing IVF or being upset about not being pregnant, I, again, I am learning about myself. It's, it's this beauty. It's this lesson. It's this wisdom in the current status quo is, you know, rather than being upset about not being pregnant is what else can I do for my body or what else does my body need? What does my soul need? What does my mind need? Another one, rather than stressing about my cycle and fertility and, you know, the ending result of having a baby is what can I do now? And another thing that has been working for me is just getting my sleep. You know, I'm adamant. My phone's off at 9 p.m. every night. Turn off notifications. Like, I, I don't even flinch. Like, oh, it's time to wind down. It's time to get ready for my sleep. It's time to read my book. Part of the 75 Heart Challenge is reading 10 pages a day. And I love that part of the challenge because I'm not on my phone. I'm not on my, I'm not working. My mind is winding down. It sets me up to sleep. So when I'm getting my eight hours of sleep, I feel good. I'm helping my body. I'm making good choices. I'm being intentional because I'm setting myself up for success. I mean, I've seen myself run off of six hours of sleep, five hours of sleep, and I notice a difference now. So that sleep ritual that I have is just getting that sleep, getting off your phone and making sure that you're putting your sleep as a priority, not just saying I'm going to bed, but like I'm going to bed with no phone. I'm getting ready to wind down and I'm setting myself up for a good night's sleep, being intentional. I will do this, not I'm just going to go on my phone to make myself fall asleep. Is that really the best thing? Are you really being intentional? not bringing your work to bed. Because for me, I used to do that. And now that I don't do that, I seriously notice a difference with the energy, even with my phone by my bed. Put it away. Be done with it for yourself, right? Another thing that's been really great for me lately is getting rid of my extensions, my hair extensions, eyelash extensions, You guys, I am not kidding you with this. I'm simplifying my life. I wear my hair back in a slick back bun every day. One less decision on what am I doing with my hair? I I want to simplify my life and the symbolism of getting rid of my eyelash extensions and my hair extensions is huge. You know, the anxiety of just going to an appointment or creating more time in my day. I was looking at my, each week I look at my life and I go, what adds value to my life? If this doesn't bring me joy, get rid of it. I I could say, oh my gosh, I look better with this. I look better, but that's feeding my ego. What does my soul need? I don't want to be weighed down with appointments. I don't want to be weighed down with decisions that bring me anxiety. The constant demands of this prettiness that I had to maintain. You know, I am pretty without extensions. I am pretty with extensions. I'll probably get them again. But in this season of my life, I don't need them. 
And that's okay. I think being okay and saying enough is enough. I have enough without this. That's the huge thing, right? By letting go of these extra appointments, I am making more time for what matters in my life. You know, I'm freeing up that time and the energy for things that really matter to me. You know, I'm spending more time with James. I get to go on walks with Olivia. I have more time to just be and do things that I love versus sitting in a chair or being bound to an appointment that's taking my time where there's joy in other areas that I love more. It's trade-offs, right? And I'm saving more money on top of it, but I don't need it. And that's what I was really realizing is when I'm simplifying, I found more joy in simplifying and way less more decision-making. I don't know if you guys know this about decision-making, but side note, think of it like we only have a certain amount of decisions a day. Like it's called decision fatigue when you actually run out of making decisions. And the constant scrolling counts as decisions, by the way. Looking at posts, liking posts, all of these things, appointments, making decisions on how you're going to do your hair, if you're going to do your makeup, what am I going to wear to who you hang out with, but we only have a certain amount of decisions like we can process in a day. And so for me, that really creates a fire under my ass because I'm like, if I only have a certain amount of decisions, why am I wasting it on hair extensions, like things that don't really matter? So when you're making decisions or when you're finding yourself overwhelmed, that's a sign that you have too many things that you might need to just like simplify from your life. Like just cut back and just see how much more energy time freedom that creates for you. I'm serious. It's a huge thing I live by. Another reason why I I just think that the extensions is a huge symbolic thing is, you know, I feel like I have more of a sense of control. You know, when I'm simplifying, my sense of control actually like shot up. Um, I'm not constantly reacting to demands of society. I'm not constantly under pressure. I feel like I have control of me and I can do exactly what I want to do. The idea of having these appointments is just no control because I'm like, oh my God, I have to go. I have to go. I have to go. It's like, whoa, I don't have to do anything and I don't have to go. We talked a lot about on this episode. I hope this helped with just how to lead your life intentionally and what has been working for me. I barely scratched the surface. 35 minutes goes so, 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 so fast. And I just want to thank you guys. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. DM me, send me a message. If there's anything I didn't cover, gosh, I love this so much. Thank you. I hope today's episode left you better than when I found you. Make sure you hit the subscribe button and tune in every Monday to kickstart your week and set your weekly intentions with me. You can find me and HFH on YouTube, Instagram, and TikTok or online at heycourtneybrook.com. I firmly believe in the power of sharing. If you know someone else who would benefit from this podcast, please share it with them. And remember, when you work on you, I get to be there.